Welcome to the WrestleFam Talk Show. I'm Ron. And I'm Bryce. And we are doing the Death Before Dishonor Ring of Honor pay-per-view review. We just got done watching a great event, and mm-hmm. me and Bryce are going to talk about what we saw. So to sum up this, this pay-per-view that we watched, the preliminary matches, the four of them, were so-so. They weren't that, that yeah. great, right? And then the pay-per-view hit, and it was just one after another great match. So mm-hmm. we'll run it down here, and we'll start off with the preliminary match. We got Colt Cabana, and he beat Anthony Henry. You liked Anthony Henry because of his uh, outfit, right? Yep. You liked the blue and yeah. the white? And the black. And he had some black on yeah. him, too? All right, great. He had a lot of black. He had black uh, knee pads and shoes. Oh, good. Yeah, I couldn't remember what he, I know you really enjoyed what he wore. He yeah. was out there and he had JD Drake, who mm-hmm. is kind of like a guy that always loses on AEW. He's part of the wingman group, but I do like JD Drake. He just doesn't pick up many victories. He's fighting Cole Cabana here. Uh, kind of shocked to see Cole Cabana there on a Ring of Honor, but then mm-hmm. I kind of summed it up with maybe with CM Punk being in AEW, and I know they had a falling out. They used to be best friends. Uh, they were a tag team back in, in the beginning times of Ring of Honor, the Second City Saints. And because they had fallen out, Cole Cabana seems to be Ring of Honor now, back to Ring of Honor. But he picked up a mm. win. It's only Cole Cabana can, um, doing his crazy little moves and pinfall type mm-hmm. of things. Cole Cabana tries to be funny yeah. the majority of the time. So he wins. He beats Anthony Henry here. The next match saw the Trust Busters. Ari Davari, which is uh, Davari from WWE's uh, younger brother, I believe, the guy that used to be mm-hmm. with the was he was the great Kali at some point. And this guy named Slim Jim, he looked like a like an Eminem rapper from the early two thousands. And they fought. It says the Shinobi Shadow Squad, and it was Eli Isom or Isom, and the guy known as Cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. What a name. I think that was your first time seeing Cheeseburger. Yeah. I had heard about It makes about me him. hungry. Yeah, it did. I'm trying to get off of the cheeseburgers, and when he came out, I'm like, that does sound good. Yeah. But uh, that was our first time really watching Cheeseburger. I had heard of him just because of his name. I was kind of in and out watching this match. I think you paid more attention to it. Yeah. And the Trust Busters ended up picking up yeah, the Yeah, I win. like the Trust Busters. Do you? Even yeah. though they didn't really match. That was the oh, one they thing kinda, I brought up. They kind of matched the Did white they? shirt and the, the other guy's pants and the shoes. So his pants and the shirt. Yeah, it was like uh, gray and black and stuff. All right. Because that was one thing I saw. I was like, ah, I like the tattoos. Because one of them had a white shirt, black pants. One of them had a gray pants and a black shoes. Oh, okay. So it was like basic gray. Just basic and, colors? Yeah. Okay. Well, the Trust Busters won, win that mm-hmm. one. And then... uh. I don't know at what point, it might have been right before this match, uh, Prince Nana, okay, <laughs> that's a funny name, and if, if I'm saying it, but uh, <laughs> Prince Nana, he, he came on, and uh, he's a manager from Ring of Honor, obviously, but he hasn't been on there in a while, and he says he has bought Tully Blanchard Enterprise, so I don't know what happened to Tully Blanchard, he was... On Dynamite with his guys kind of promoting Ring of Honor. They did a little thing about with Jonathan Gresham before. 
I guess Tully Blanchard's not on the show. I don't know if it's a one night thing or if he took over, but now they're calling themselves the embassy embassy. So Prince Nana is coming out with Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony. Mm-hmm. That was that big powerhouse I, I, team. I, I like that. So these three muscular like guys, right? They're mm-hmm. just huge. And they're fighting these three small dudes. Alex Zane, Blake Christian, and Tony Depp. It really wasn't a fair match. There was like two powerhouses and like one medium-sized guy. Okay. So mm-hmm. that was the two powerhouses was what? Brian Cage and uh, was it the Samoan-looking guy? Or are they both kind of Samoan? It says yeah. Jasper Khan and Koa Leona. So I can't remember which one was larger than the other. Yeah. But they're pretty yeah. stout guys. And I uh, don't know the names, but I know who's like larger. Gotcha. Stuff. Okay. Well, they're fighting these guys, and we thought they were going to run through them. But the small guys almost catch a win. Uh-huh. They started hulking up, if you will, and mm-hmm. hitting all the moves. But they uh, they ended up, they, they, they isolated one of the wrestlers, I think it was Tony Deppin, isolated him and hit all their big moves on him and win the match. Mm. And then up next is Willow Nightingale. We saw her on Dynamite, I believe, in a tag team match. And she's defeated Allison Kay in a women's match. I didn't pay too much attention to it. No. But it was a... I I didn't even watch that match. I think you went into the bedroom at that time, didn't you? Yeah. You were doing something in a... It was a boring match. So, yeah, I mean, Willow Nightingale, it was good that she picked up a win because she's been on TV. She lost, I think, in the tag team match. So she gets a win here uh, leading into a pay-per-view. So she should have some momentum when she teams up with... Uh, who Who is she teaming up with? Uh, the woman that was on WWE. I can't remember her name right now. But she's the uh, fallen something in another i can't remember her name and chris statlander and they I are uh, watch wwe yeah yeah i can't remember what she was called on wwe but now she's over she's the one that's feuding with jade guard yeah i just can't remember what it's called i think it starts with an a or something like that but anyways willow nightingale's teaming up with her so she got a big victory so that should help that team out mm-hmm. in their quest against jade cargill and all of her baddies i think they call so, mm-hmm. anyways, the pay-per-view starts, and right off the bat, they're like, world title match. I'm like, oh, my. So, their excuse for putting the world title match first is they said that Claudio Castanoli, which is Cesaro, Cesaro and Jonathan Gresham flipped a coin with the Briscoes and FTR. And so, the Briscoes and the FTR are now the main event, and Claudio goes for the title against Jonathan Gresham. Mm-hmm. William Regal, he comes down with them and a prince nana shows up for jonathan gresham later on because yeah. again he he bought those guys from totally blanchard supposedly william regal on the on the mic and he's doing a great job he, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll hear him twice this night and he did a great job kind of just breaking down making it seem like these moves are really hurting these guys and kind of explaining yeah. how to get out of them that he did a great job tonight uh, he's awesome uh, william regal is calling the action but uh, it's a slow-paced match, but it's hard-hitting, yeah. a technical match. You First, you saw mm-hmm. Claudio, and you saw Gresham, and they meet in the middle, and you could see the big size difference because Gresham yeah. is very small. I've never seen Gresham wrestle before. I know about him, but this is my first time seeing him. And a lot of times, this is the first time seeing a lot of these guys. So this pay-per-view 
which they mentioned in this match, is doing great numbers. So they already know the pay-per-view is being broadcasted and probably the most biased maybe in their pay-per-view history. So these guys are getting on the scene thanks to Tony Khan who bought Ring of Honor. So they're having a great time. So Claudio and Gresham, they pick up the pace a little bit. Again, it's it's a wrestling basic match. You know, a lot of stretches, reversals. Uh, Gresham's telling a story of working Claudio's uh, legs, trying to chop them down to size. Mm-hmm. And Claudio's hitting the big moves, a big swing. And he's able to do that, even though Gresham's a very strong guy. But with his size, Claudio's able to make these moves look even more impactful. And at the end, he drops some elbows, some vicious shots to Gresham's head, and did this cross arm, kind of a power bomb, yeah. and picks up the win and wins his first mm-hmm. world title. So the former I knew known Cesaro would win. Cesaro, who's now Claudio Castagnoli, is the Ring of Honor world champion. So that got a big o- ovation. Next match, six-man tag titles, which I like to see. I like the six-man tag because growing up in Texas, Von Erichs and Freebirds, we know about the six-man tag yeah. title. So it's great to see this. Dalton Castle comes out with the boys. They're flamboyant. He's got like a, a peacock wing type of uh, outfit that he does. They yeah, have their one little... of them um, is wearing uh, um, is like the leader in the dark blue. Uh-huh. And the two other guys look alike with the light blue pants. Yeah, they're called the boys. Yeah. So they're they're kind of, you know, just that flamboyant type of wrestlers. And I think they're going to lose because these guys, they come out, they're called the Righteous, Vincent, Bateman, and Dutch. And they have uh, a lady called Vita Von Star. And they're, it's pretty much kind of like a Joe Gacy from NXT, who I've seen a few times. And, of course, a Bray Wyatt type of feel to them. And they look pretty cool. So I'm like, there ain't no way Dalton Castle and the boys are going to overcome this. And they do. They pick up a win. Dalton Castle looked great. There was a part where he just kept throwing the boys over the top rope onto the other Uh guys. Yeah, he just kept throwing throwing them over instantly whenever they came back in the ring. Mm Mm-hmm. It made you, they even said, they made it feel like there were more boys than there was just that two, because every time they came to it. But then Dalton Castle, like, just went off on all three of the other dudes. Like, he was just this very strong dude. And he was hitting suplexes. And it almost felt like, I was like, man, that's not really matching the character. But it worked. And they are the six-man tag uh, champions now. Mm. Dalton Castle and the boys. I guess they had won it before. This is their second reign. Next, we see William Regal again, and this time he's with Wheeler Yuta against Daniel Garcia in the pure wrestling rules match. So some of the rules for a pure wrestling rule thing is pretty much standard wrestling. You only have three chances to break a move touching the ropes. They keep track of it, kind of like a timeout for like a football game. They have little dots, or not dots, dashes, letting you know how many times they touch the ropes. Hard-hitting match. Uh, the backstory here is Yuta and Garcia kind of came up in wrestling together. Mm-hmm. And, of course, now Garcia's with Jericho, who he says Jericho paid a lot of money when he had broke his legs a couple years ago in a bad car wreck, which is mm-hmm. a true story. So it's great to see Daniel Garcia 
coming back from that. Yeah. And then Jericho we... paid it off. Mm-hmm. And saved him. So that's his reasoning for joining Jericho and being on there. So that's a great reason. It's a real life reason. And then Wheeler Yuta, of course, is with the Blackpool Combat Club. And it's a hard hitting match. Like I said, all these matches on the pay per view are great. Hard hitting match. A lot of technicalities, the technical wrestling, and William Regal is explaining everything to him. His new thing now is to tell you how to kind of get out of a situation with a pile driver. He's telling you, turn your head a little bit so you don't land directly on your head. You're not going to get knocked out from the pile driver. That's explaining why people are kicking out of the pile driver. So it's great. Remember how I kept complaining about well, all these moves? It probably hurt the neck, though. It probably still would, but it's just a great explanation, you know. Even though it may not be real, it may not be true in the real life. At least he's kind of explaining it so we understand why people are kicking out of these pile drivers. Because remember, Daddy's always complaining, like, why are they kicking out of those awesome moves, you know? Mm -hmm. Now he's kind of telling you, okay, he's turning his head a little bit. It's those small things. Give me an explanation of why you're kicking out of this move. Someone's not doing the move correctly, or this is a new way to get out of it. Old school type of thing. That was provided by William Regal, and it was perfect. I think he even mentioned it on Dynamite before, so he keeps mentioning it, giving you that knowledge. Yeah. Even though it may be made up, it may not be true. It at might least. be true, though. But if you say it with confidence, people are going to believe you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I remember one time when I was young, a young instructor training people, one of my mentors or whoever trained me was like, hey, if you're kind of unsure, just say it with confidence and they'll believe you. And it, it's true. You say stuff with confidence, whether you know it or not, people will believe you. You see it every day on TV. So, Wheeler Yuta ends up winning this match. And at the end, the first time anyone touched the rope was by Daniel Garcia in the walls of Jericho. And then Wheeler Yuta finishes him off with a finishing maneuver, ends the match. So Wheeler Yuta didn't even touch the ropes. William Regal said, he's like, I didn't want to say it earlier, but since Daniel Garcia can't hear me, our plan is for Yuta to never touch those ropes. And he didn't, so he was very proud of them. But what a hard-hitting match. After the match, Ring of Honor, you're supposed to shake hands with your opponents. And Daniel Garcia gives them the finger and walks off to show that he is a bad guy. So did you Did you catch a lot of that match? Or were you out? Well, it was a great match. It was hard-hitting and a great watch. A match that I called you back in for was Roosh and Dragon Lee. Mm -hmm. The two brothers collide. Real-life brothers. And so you were very invested in it because you like masked wrestlers. Yes. And so we kind of just pretended that Roosh was Ryder and you were Dragon Lee yeah. during the match. And, boy, they went at it, even though they're brothers. And uh, it was fun seeing Jose, the assistant, who is usually with Andrade. He's there with Roosh because Roosh is with Andrade. And uh, he even checked on Dragon Lee at one time. So it was like a friendly battle where there was no hard feelings. It was just putting on a great show, almost kind of like when Phoenix and Pentagon get in the ring against each other. I guess this was the first time they met. Roosh picks up the win. And the reason he picks up a win is because he's going to be fighting John Moxley on Dynamite next week. Or actually, this I week. Was, I was mad. You were mad, but that's the reason. He's he's getting a title shot, I believe, against John Moxley. So I bet he's probably gonna lose. He might. I, I'm sure he will too, because they're probably wanting Moxley 
for that big pay-per-view that's going to be coming up in Chicago and probably fighting CM Punk. It's too far out with CM Punk being hurt. So, But you never know. I didn't expect a lot of things to happen, and they have. But Roosh picks up the win. Another great match. Another match, the women's title match, Mercedes Martinez defending against Serena Deeb. Great match. Hit my interest. They put on a great show. I don't think you were out here for that match. But I can't complain there. And I was surprised. I thought Serena Deeb was going to win. I figured she needs a title. She's a great bad girl right now. And she needs a big win. She's been kind of getting up there and getting title shots and not winning them. And she didn't do it tonight either. And she actually submitted to Mercedes Martinez. So that's a big victory for Martinez because I thought Serena Deeb was going to win it. So. That was a shocker as well. And up next, Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal for the Ring of Honor Television Championship. Jay Lethal first comes out. He tells his two associates to go ahead and stay in the back. You know, the big tall guy and Sanjay Dutt. Mm -hmm. And they went to the back. And then he just stands in the walkway. And Samoa Joe comes out. And they meet in the middle. It was almost like the greatest meet in the middle on a stage that I can remember since in 1991, it was a clash of the champions. It was the one where Sting got attacked by Lex Luger earlier in the event. He clipped his leg. He was the surprise. Medusa distracted Sting. He went to the hospital, and he was supposed to have a United States championship defended against Rick Rude, have a match later on that night. And Rick Rude's in the ring later that night with Paul Hammond, who was known as Pauly Dangerously. And all of a sudden, the ambulance shows up. Sting makes the count. His cool song hits. The one that was before the man called Sting. The one that's like, down, down, down. So that hits. He comes out, and Rude meets him on the stage, and they just start welling on each other. That's what that was like tonight. They met in the middle, and they started just attacking each other. And then the big guy comes out and helps Jay Lethal beat down Samoa Joe. All of this was done prior to the ring even, uh, or the bell even being rung because they hadn't gotten to the, the ring yet. So the beat down all happened, going through tables, things of that nature. They send Joe in, then the match starts. So Lethal has an upper hand. They battle back and forth, and I thought Lethal was going to win this thing. He hit the Lethal Injection. I'm sitting there thinking because of Ric Flair's last match. You know, you want to have this guy on some momentum, even though he didn't really, I guess, need it because that's like a blood battle with Ric Flair. But I thought he was going to walk out the television champion. And even though with the help of Sanjay Dutt hitting him with the belt and everything like that, Samoa Joe wins this match by submission on, on Jay Lethal. It was a, a great watch, but I did I was shocked Samoa Joe won. I thought Lethal would have some more momentum. I like in. Samoa Joe a little bit. You do like Samoa Joe? Mm-hmm. So you must have been happy you picked up the win then. Yeah. And then on to the main event. Two out of three falls for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. FTR against the Briscoe Brothers. This thing went on forever. But I'm only saying forever because at the time, I didn't know how long it went. Every 20 minutes, they let you know how long this match went on. And it was just flying by because it was great action. I mean, it's hard to explain everything that happened. If you, if there's one match to watch on this show, if you can find it somehow, 
This the last this, one. This one here. I mean, it was pure classic. Uh, Briscoe Brothers pick up the first pinfall. Doomsday device. FTR pick up the second pinfall. There was a kick out of the big rig for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. A ref getting knocked down. And it ended with a pile driver off the middle rope. And then when the when he hit it, when uh, Dax pile drove, I believe it was Jay, Jay Briscoe. Mm-hmm. He pile drove him. He rolled over, and his feet were the only thing covering Jay Briscoe because they were all just tired. I turned to Ashley, and I go, if that was Sammy Guevara, he would have kicked out of the dang thing. That was a finish of a match. That was old school, a pile driver off the second rope. No one's getting up from that. You're exhausted. Ring of Honor and FTR retains the titles. Ring of Honor was a great wrestling show. If you want to cut out the BS, the outside factors of everything, and you want to watch some pure wrestling, be entertained, and it's old school and the finishes actually make sense, and the moves make sense, and there's explanations of why people are kicking out, and there's grudges, and there's not anything weird happening, this is the show for you. And this pay-per-view, I think, did wonders for Ring of Honor because it showcased a lot of wrestlers that have not been on TV predominantly lately because of everything that's happened with Ring of Honor or ever. So this is my, I think this is my first Ring of Honor pay-per-view I've ever ordered. So what did you think of the whole show, Bryce? It was good. Yeah? You enjoyed all the matches, huh? Yeah. What would you say the match of the night was? The last one. The last one? I think it made it more fun as uh, we pretended that we were the wrestlers in there. Yeah. Me and you were the Briscoes, and Mommy and Ryder were Dax and Cash. And mommy was the bald one with the it's mustache. Dash. Is it Dax? No, it's Dax. Dax and Cash. Uh, I think prior they were Dash yeah. or something like that in WWE. And, it was uh, Dash Balder and then mm-hmm. the other one. Yeah. So that was fun, pretending how we were getting beat up. And then in the end, mommy pile drove me off the, t- off of the middle rope. Yeah. And I lost. I lost the titles for us, or a chance for the titles. Mm-hmm. But all, all in all, great show. Uh, if you get a chance to ever watch this one. I would somehow. watch it. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Keep it short and s- simple here. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show and hope you join us next time. Bye.